And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester at midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland champions for the third time. Hello and welcome to another Loud and Proud podcast. Today, the plight of the club manager is delved into with current Glen Emmett's manager, Hugh Dorrigan. We go into a ton of stuff. We go on tangents and we go off tangents and we it's a wide range and more or less a chat basically with you. Um and it's great to chat football. And that's the one thing I got from it, uh, especially with the Butterly podcast last week. But today we we range from Michael Jordan to innovating to missing football and being happy about losing games uh, and twenty sixteen he's over RD and the last man to score in Leinster Ferrari was himself and we go from that to to all over the, all over the spot and we end up with half-baked ideas on how the season could get up and running uh, at the end so listen out to them at the end but uh, before we get to Hugh I want to talk about Longford today we would have been playing Longford in the Leinster open around the Leinster Championship in Mullingar I don't know I must have missed the memo I'm, or completely uh, slipped by my memory that we were going to be playing in Mullingar so I don't know how or why I think we will, obviously it was a home game for Loud Port Leash mustn't have been available or there must have been a, 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 a suitable double header available to have it in Port Leash but we would have been going to Mullingar not that if anything gets Mullingar I think the last time we played in Mullingar we played quite well um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little rundown on that game, uh, but I suppose we could we could uh, the brother Pod said it to me last week about um, going through Loud's first round record, and I you just you just think negatively straight away, you have a negativity bias, and you think oh Loud's first round record is probably brutal, but when you look through the record, say 2010 we won obviously we won the opening game against Longford, um. Then the following year, 2011, was bad. Carlo, we were beaten by Carlo. 2012, we beat Westmead um, in Navan. That was the last minute winner from Danny O'Connor. Then we we hammered Leash in Port Leash. Um, Aidan O'Rourke's first big championship win over it made um, Justin and McNulty. Then we beat Westmead as well. I think that was Ryan Bourne's game in 2014. He comes on and bangs in the goal to win it. We lose to Westmead the following year, Drogheda 2015. Then we beat Carlo, we hammer Carlo in Port Leash uh, with Colin Kelly over us. We beat Wicklow the following year. And then uh, 2018, a horrible, horrible, horrible loss to uh, Carlo in the Championship. And then last year, we beat Wexford. So we've only lost three out of the last ten. We've won seven out of the last ten first round games. So that, 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 
that kind of would have filled me with confidence looking at it that we're, we're, we're fairly good at getting through the first games I know um, Paul Burley talked about the Dirty Diesel Dirty Diesel Dirty Diesel Dirty Diesel but um, we definitely we definitely perform well out of the blocks we we, we, we do seem to put um, I suppose what would you say we, we seem to regroup and put the league behind us in that first game anyway um, and you'd like to think this year that we would have put that poor league form behind us, decompartmentalised it and focused on the league, or focused on the championship. But probably looking, I think, talking to Wayne at the end of the of the after the Leitrim game, end of the league um, game games after later he was kind of building towards championship and looking to get his team for championship and kind of with the pressure off with the struggling results you could go and pick your team looking to play Longford and working things to play Longford and get ready for Longford and having that as the focus the pure and other focus and like a one-off game which was a championship was all about we would have really aligned ourselves to, to beat Longford and 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 I think we need the player to do it, and then without even thinking of getting, say, maybe the call comes out to get Jim back, Maguire back, Andy McDonald back in the fray. Maybe a couple of lads play well over the club. Um, I can't really, I can't even think of lads off the top of my head, but a couple of lads maybe put their hands up over the April campaign. <clears throat> um, Casey gets back fit. Connor Grimes gets back fit. He was missing. Um, he was he missing for that. Uh, yeah he was he was missing for that loud and long for game in the league and then I'm just looking at that league game we were we were beaten by three points uh, but it was more or less down to the free taking of Darren Gallagher he he nailed three frees and two 45s long distance frees but we weren't miles away and we weren't very good we were terrible that day we had a whole load of debutants in our defence we had Liam Jackson right uh, centre half Owen Callahan left half, Andrew Mooney corner back, and Dermot Campbell full back, and then Jerry Garland on the wing. Jerry Garland got a goal that day. But without playing overly well and missing, say, the likes of um, Casey, Bevan Duffy, John Clutterbuck, Fergal Donahue that day, James Craven, we still could have got a result. And that kind of bodes well, and we would have had that kind of revenge in the mind as well. That we get over, we, we just... We just put the bit between our teeth, save our season with a with a big win over Longford in in Mullingar. So, yeah, I, like we, we kicked some of the wides that day in Longford. There were twenty wides. Um, Decky had a game. Decky missed a lot that day, and he put all he put his good form after that down to that game against Longford, where he said he wasn't good enough, and he came back and had a very strong league campaign after it. But yeah, I I don't I wouldn't have any fear. I know we would have we would have had a bad league, would have been relegated, but. Definitely looking at the Longford team, we like Emma Carlin did a quite a good job in there. Most of influential player Michael Quinn, their inside forward line wasn't great. We opened them up for goals, or for goal anyway, and we we goal chances. We um, we were working on the mark a little bit better. We would have more defensive shape. Um, yeah, I actually think yeah we would have, we would have beat Longford, but I would say that anyway. But. Um, yeah, so that that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the Longford we're supposed to play in Longford. How I don't think it'll ever be played. We'll get into that with you as well. But uh, yeah, let's go. Let's get talking to you. Now, I'm delighted to have on the line now uh, Hugh Dorgan. He's the manager of the Glen Emmets at this season. 
well, this supposedly season as well. I suppose you've had Sheevan Cup games here. Thanks very much for coming on and on to the Loud and Proud podcast. I suppose just to give the, the club manager's perspective on things around Loud, your thoughts as well. Yeah, I suppose, Dan, yeah, Christmas came and it went and... Uh, yeah, like every other club in the country, we, we got we got back at it at uh, some stage. And I know clubs go back at different stages, but I think we got back around the middle to the, to the end of January. And uh, I suppose it was my second year and I suppose our focus was on the league. Uh, but we did have the, the Kevin Mullen Shield games. Um, funny enough, before the season started uh, and just around when the COVID-19 thing was, was landing, um, but hadn't landed fully, uh, like a lot of clubs as well, we were we were we were on the we were thinking of getting on to the challenge game circuit, and we actually had a game uh, lined up against the Dublin team for a particular Sunday just before the whole thing broke, and uh, there was a bit of crack going on between myself and 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 uh, the the corresponding manager, uh, and we didn't know what the right thing was to do. There was there was yeah, let's go ahead and play it. Uh, we weren't too sure. They weren't too sure. Thankfully, it turned out that we did judge it correctly right. and that it wasn't the right thing to do. But the challenge didn't go ahead. But little did we know, uh, we said, listen, let's knock it on the head for this Sunday. But maybe let's revisit it in another couple of weeks. This whole thing, this COVID or coronavirus, no one even knew what it was called, really. Uh, let's wait to see how that pans out. And we might do it again later in a couple of weeks. But listen, should we all know how things unfolded since uh, there's been very little activity. And it just it just stopped like it just stopped in a like it just stopped in a ba- with a bang really like yeah it was just like it's just like flick, flicking a switch yeah so we we, we played uh, the first Kevin Mullen Shield game the second one and uh, our actual last game was uh, I think it was a cold windy night down in Darver I don't think there's any other oh, yeah Darver was being yeah, used flat out that time yeah it was being used flat out and we we were playing Dunlear uh, down there and funny enough. Just talking to Mark, the Dunlear manager, and myself and the managing scenes before the game, we had a funny inkling, even though, again, it didn't all land, we had a funny inkling, this could be this could be the last of games for a little while. We didn't think a big while, but uh, yeah, just like just like the flick of a switch, it went from light to darkness, you know, over the next couple of days after that, and I don't think we've met as a group. Uh, did we have anything after that? You know, I think that was it. I think that game against Dunlear was the last time we met up as, as, as a group. Uh, and that's probably the same for every other club in the country. Whatever date that was, I just don't have the exact date. It probably was February, late, 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 late in February. Yeah, uh, maybe, early yeah. March, yeah. Uh, How are you going? Yeah. Ah, we, 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 were just getting, we were just getting up and running. Um, um, how are we going? I suppose we, we were just trying to get game time into guys. And Dunlea won that night, fair play. Uh, a little bit sticky for us over the last year or two. It was my second year. I'd known a lot about the group, uh, wouldn't say anything, but we were really focusing on on, on, on trying to come out strong in the league, yeah. which was the start of April. I suppose the first year in, we were probably going uh, nearly too strong early doors and maybe ran out of a little bit of steam at, at that time. So it was a slightly different focus this year. So how we were going, we were, we were building, Dan. We were building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah everyone, I think everyone was building. And there was a, I know myself and in this house, there's a, there a certain sense of loss and pining in April when with club with the club month gone. Did you find that? Like you're five games down and in the league for an all Oh, I did, yeah, because I suppose behind the closed doors, I suppose every club has different priorities. Or, but again, it all comes around, I suppose, trying to be right at a particular 
period in time and for us that was going to be hopefully in April but we had it all to do I think our first game was against Glide so we would have been talking a lot about April you know and then when April didn't happen yeah it, it is a big it, it, it was a big void you know it was a big void uh, but then the, I suppose in April as well the whole seriousness of the situation was landed yeah. down so yeah. football while very important uh, you know I suppose all our focus then was just around safety of players safety and our families the communities that they live in and we were trying to play our part as well just like in a football game we were we were as a group we were trying to play our part in in helping beat this bloody coronavirus yeah so, so here, how, how have you been keeping in touch with the players have you have you been doing training is there is there, is there yeah we, we, we yeah I, I, you know yeah yeah, that we, we I suppose yeah we, we're definitely keeping in touch um, and uh, we we had a, we had programs uh, devised for the players in that anyway um, I, I, I suppose and maybe rightly so I, I've heard other stories of clubs still going really hard at it and it's it's everybody's own prerogative as to what we we, we took a fairly relaxed approach listen it was all about keep safe let's understand the rules around what can be done and what can't be done and let's work in that but definitely the lads have been great now they, they, they've kind of taken a lead on a lot of stuff so there's weekly challenges going on we we we've we used zoom not extensively once we actually had a quiz one night uh, fair play to joe farley one of the players a teacher uh, organized it and uh, we jumped on in there but generally you no know, we've been keeping in touch uh, the lines are always open I probably relax the rules for posts and stuff on WhatsApp a little bit. So yeah, it's it's you know put, put anything up there once it's fairly good, you know, and and, and fairly yeah. clean, get it up there and, and just 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 keep an eye out on each other, you know. So that's what we've been trying to do. Uh, that's one of the things you've ticked off your COVID checklist, but we'll we'll do that in the finish. Okay. Maybe, okay. Do you find it? Do you find it hard? Like, do you want to push the players? What's the manager? What's the club manager thinking? Is it is he thinking? We have to keep these boys in some sort of shape, or are you better off just not flogging them? Or are you just better off keeping them on a long leash? Uh, or I suppose. Uh, like I suppose. Early. Yeah, earlier on in the conversation, there we were talking about having a goal, and the goal was to be right around April time. Yeah. But uh, my view on it, and it's only a person's view, is it's when you don't have a goal, yeah. or you don't have an horizon to look at, it's 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 really hard. So no, uh, I suppose it's. It's throwing up a great opportunity for the players to, to, to take a certain amount of ownership themselves around their, their physical being, um, uh, little niggles that they might have, etc., etc. But uh, as a club manager, just my particular style, I suppose, and it could be maybe in general, it has been fairly a supportive ecosystem. Uh, any player who has a query, you know, get straight out and ask it. We'll try our best to answer it. If we can't, we'll go and we'll get the experts in, in whatever area that is, to answer it. But no, definitely never had an inclination to be flogging them. So as I said, they're, they're, they're all at it and doing their own thing. Uh, they're coming together collectively on, on things like little weekly challenges, again, adhering to all the rules that are there and uh, fairly relaxed. I said, without that goal or that horizon, it's, it's really, really hard to, 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 to know where to put your focus other than keep safe, mental health, make sure you keep it in check. If you're not okay, that's okay. Tell us and, and just walk as a group to look after all those bread and butter little things, you know, or big Pat things as they might be. Yeah, I remember Paddy Clark would have said to us, so would have said to maybe my father or someone around, around the, the time he was over us in 2005, he would have said that players, players need a game every two weeks. 
If they don't I, I, have that, they'll lose, they, they lose focus or they'll, or they'll go off the rails. If they know there's a game in three weeks, they'll go off the rails this week and then get back in for two weeks. To get back. You, know, you know the lads turning up for a championship having not been there for a couple of months. But yeah. it's that sort of thing. You need that two-week focus. You need that two-week focus. Or you need, and fair play to Loud, and, 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 and this is not looking at the past, but this year, if you remember, Dan, they actually put a huge effort into yeah. producing a fixture calendar, which, which was a... Very welcomed, I think, by everybody involved, managers, players, I'm sure players, girlfriends, managers, wives, etc., etc., in that there looked like there was a very well set out schedule for the rest of the year that wouldn't change too much. I think there was a few little dependencies there on how loud did, but in general, I think it was my first time remembering, you could literally pin yeah. it down and, and, and start planning, you know, I suppose your, your training, your life around football, which is, which is very important. So, um, as I said, you know, I think Pat, Paddy's definitely right. You know, if, 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 if you don't have that immediate, I suppose the immediate focus at the minute is keep safe, keep taking over, keep the body and the head right as you can. And I suppose within that dynamic, then you'll have different players tackling that in different ways. You couldn't say one player's tackling it in a good way and another player's in a the bad. They're doing it their way. And the management or the club manager and his team are trying their best just to support, you know, and guide uh, where we can. Yeah, like you don't you don't want to be on like on on at them constantly, and then it makes them miss it more, and then they're kind of maybe they're getting more down and missing the missing the lads and missing the football as well. Because it's not the same. Yeah. I know you can talk on the WhatsApp and that, but it's not the same as meeting up with a lad in person or kicking the ball. With no, a no, it's 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 not done. No, so uh, but that's it. But as the group have been good, they've been keeping in touch, and uh, as I said, yeah, yeah, without having that goal, like listen how is one to know what to do other than just concentrate on what is the focus at the minute and that's keeping safe then if you look at the football let's keep taking over get the body right make sure the head is right maybe looking at it positively do you find that you have more time in your hands oh yeah there's loads of more time I suppose I suppose looking at it across yeah work wise I would have driven a lot Um, I I live in Monaghan work in Dublin Obviously, very involved in 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 uh, Tully Allen, uh, and when you threw all that in, plus then the football, yeah, I suppose you, you do feel like you have a lot of hours back, um, yeah, yeah. and trying to use them as best you can. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. So it's it's always yeah, with all those hours, yeah, there's probably a little bit more baking being done, and there's Netflix, and there's uh, there's all those other things filling the void. Um, you're trying to keep safe yourself, keep in touch with your own family, but. Yeah, you definitely you would miss it. You'd miss it. You'd miss the involvement in the GEA. And for me, at the minute, in Glen Emmett, Tully Allen, um, you you definitely miss it. And I suppose, yeah, you you miss the people. Okay, you miss the games. Absolutely, you miss the the, the winning. You probably at this stage miss the losing. You just miss the whole yeah. thrills that 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 football shows up and the challenge. Uh, and but I see, I think that the biggest thing you'd miss would be just that. You do build a relationship. You know, I, I didn't know anybody in, in Tully Allen this time two years ago, but now you, you built up a network whereby God knows how many people you yeah. now know that you didn't know and, and you get very fond of them and, and you miss that sort of connection with them, you know. Like you're not going to be a club manager if you don't like people, so you're a people person and then you're missing out on that. That's a large, I know you've, you've gained time at home and that, but there's a large void then in your life too. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, but it's it seems goal and you just, you just have to, I suppose get on with it, you know, and, and uh, we, are, we are still in touch as a group, and I suppose you are, you, 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 we'll probably come on to it, but you, you are thinking, like, will there be a season? 
You know, will 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 there even be a season? I, I, I just was reading there in the papers over the weekend where I think the Bundesliga were, were scheduled to get back yeah. in about two weeks' time and now Dynamo Dresden at club, I think they're in the not sure, I think the second tier uh, in Germany. Some of them players are, are have have uh, tested positive for the coronavirus and the whole team now have to go into lockdown and it's casting a lot of doubts. Yeah. around that so uh, like w- will there be a season you know will there be a hunting season what do you think Dan I think I think there will now I, I, I don't think I don't think Larry, I think Larry will probably be I think that's completely scrapped I know they're saying October but I don't know how they're going to force October they might play the last two league games but they, because they haven't they haven't made a decision on that to scrap it but like you, you'd more than likely think that they'd hand it over to the clubs and then maybe play the championship next next spring. Uh, I don't know what, what way that works with it with a without a vaccine because I don't know whether the GA can stand over allowing or I suppose agreeing to let let games be played, especially as it's an amateur game. I know you're on about the Bundesliga, but they have massive resources and there's money behind that. The television. Yeah, it's more critical. Or, or yeah, it's a. I agree, Dan. It's 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 it's. It's probably it's their work, you know. We're all thankfully those of us who are in work, we're still working, and and, and simply out there, there's an awful lot of havoc being caused in the economies, and and a lot of jobs being lost. But yeah, football is on that spectrum for the, for the Germans versus us as a, as an amateur sport. So I don't know. I don't know whether the GA can do it. I don't know if they can force it to do it. And if, I I don't like. Do you like the idea of playing behind closed doors with with, with say loud in the championship? No, I I I I. I I wouldn't be particularly fond of it, uh, Dan. Um, just come back there. I I I agree with you. I I think that the the inter county game, uh, again, it's only my projection, and it's probably it is is not going to happen this year. You know, I I think there, there's too many logistical things. I think if if anything does go ahead this year, and again, it's only my own view, it will be club activity, and I think that'd be right. I think if any activity can get going. It can only get going if it's safe to do so, and we have to rely on the experts to guide us on that. But if any activity is to go ahead this year, uh, we'd be hoping that it's 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 the club, you know, it's the club that gets back going, um, yeah, and exactly. then and and then maybe manage the the, the county uh, separate to that or, or following that. And do you, do you see the importance now in the GEA, like with, with like without like I know myself that's what I do for a living, but missing what missing talking about games and hype about games. I think that ah, ah Jesus, yeah, you would. I suppose, I suppose over the last couple of weeks, on fair play to you, Dan, and, and loud and proud, and uh, various other different medias. There's been a lot of looking back, yeah, a lot of a lot, a lot of reminiscing, and I suppose that's been regurgitating. You know, a lot of the joys, a lot of the pains, I suppose. But I suppose that's that's what we all miss about about the football. Um, and but there comes a point where you're just mad to look forward. Yeah. You know, you're you're just mad to look forward and, and uh, think about you know what what what's what's next. Um, but you definitely would. I think today, Dan, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, we're allowed down to play Longford today. Loud along. I just touched on it there at the start of the show here. Yeah, I have us down for I have us down for a healthy win. Wayne has got right. he's got the team going rightly after a after a disappointing league campaign and we come out all guns blaze and take Longford in Mullingar, which is I, I must have missed that memo. I must I must completely forgot about that fixture um, in Mullingar. Yeah, we do play, we do play well in Mullingar anyway, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to think we would have got one over in Longford. Yeah, no, hopefully you're right. I, I, I tend to agree. Yeah, maybe maybe Conor Grimes and Andrew Mooney on the start in fifteen. Yeah, right? yeah. 
<laughs> these are all the things uh, you know we do love talking about. And I suppose if if that game was on, we'd both be in Mullingar now at the minute cheering them on, Wayne and his troops. Um, but it's not. Uh, I see Daniel Grimes is back, which is as well. Yeah, Daniel, 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 Daniel came home from from Australia. Was 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 uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing a little bit more. But definitely, initial impressions were, were very good. Yeah, so um, that's it. So hopefully, that's something to look forward to as well. And the in the not too distant future is, is is Daniel, Connor, Andrew, and all the players. You know, um, and there's there's a, there's a load there not to be mentioned. But just to get back to the whole group. But as I said, my feeling is that we can only go back when it's safe to do so, and and we have to rely on the experts to tell us when that is. I think the GEA probably. I know they're in a very very sticky situation. I know Leo Vradkar was on the late late show last Friday week. We were all tuning in. We probably <laughs> hadn't a whole lot else to do, but uh, but no, yeah, and he was announcing all the the different phases of the ease and of the the lockdown and I think the GEA was coming in and around the the, the phase 4 of it and um but it's it, it's still hard. I think I was reading a poll there in the Gaelic Life Dan where yeah. I I think 100 players were polled and uh, 50% of them said that they think they will be involved in club action this year and 50% thought that they wouldn't and I suppose in my circle and we all have our GEA circles in my circle that tends to be the testament there's as many people saying that it won't go ahead as there is that it will go ahead and the longer it goes on the, 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 the more you're thinking this mightn't go ahead and, and, and again if that's the right thing to do obviously we totally support it because the agenda has to be keeping Keeping the health of the nation as good as we can. And, you, you kind of go through. You kind of go through days where you're, you know, really up, and you're like, "How oh, will we be back playing football now at the end of the year? Or oh, what does football matter?" And then you think, "Oh, we won't be playing football this year. We, it'll be, it'll be five years before we play with a vaccine, something like this." You know, that's it. Yeah, look, and you're reading, and, and, and I agree with you, Dan. And then I don't know. We're probably reading a lot at the minute as well yeah, with yeah. with just those hours back that that we were talking about, and. Uh, yeah, you tend to get swayed. You read some guy that you might look up to or you'd value his opinion and he's saying absolutely no and you tend to get on that thread, absolutely no. Then you read another guy saying, maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance end of August, start September. And you say, yeah, well, I hope that is the case. And then you start thinking down that line. So I think at the minute, none of us know, Dan. None of us know, but we can live yeah. in hope. You're doing a lot of reading. Is there any innovations? Is there any... So I know you're a man for coming up with ideas for training and kind of getting into players' heads and have you, have you come across, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> any ideas for uh, training to Tully Allen Lads? <coughs> ah, yeah, you're always, you're always tipping in. I suppose the reading I'm doing is, I, I suppose personally as well, even though very connected into football, I, I, I kind of use this time as well to, you know, while, while keep engaged, just maybe look into other little areas there. So a lot of my reading at the minute will be sort of non-football related, Dan. Yeah, right. Um, but, but uh, always on the lookout, yes. Yeah, so I definitely, I'd like to think that I've picked up on a few things that we can we can add into the system when we get back up and running. But have to keep them secret. I was, do, I was doing a bit of reading. <laughs> on, I was doing a bit of reading on Facebook, you and you're the last you're the last Ardy player to score in Leinster club football. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. so, someone was telling me that I couldn't believe it when 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 I was told. It. But yeah, I think it was. Yeah, after the obviously Ardy won the championship. It was a great day in '95 and. Uh, I started to get more of a little bit of a run in the Leinster. I was a young lad at the time, but got 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 a good decent run in the Leinster campaign that last year. I think we beat 
the Longford champions, I think they were called Kaloo after a replay, and then we played the Wicklow champion, mm-hmm. they round one, I think. So, yeah, there was a goal scored in that game, and yeah, it's a terror to think it's, 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 it, it, it was the last goal scored by uh, an RD player. What was, the, like, what, was the, what was it like then, the 90s? The nineties, yeah, well, it was very, 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 it was very, very strong. I, I think, I think, loud football in general was was a lot of, lot of every team fancied their chances of having a chance. Um, I know that particular Leinster campaign. I remember those guys from Wicklow. By God, yeah, they they could hit, they could hit. <laughs> but yeah. um, but you would have been strong at that time. Well, maybe that new round, yeah. There, there was McGilly Huddies on that team, and and the RD RD a very good team then, like like they 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 have had recently as well, but. Um, let's hope. Let's hope that they don't have to wait, or we don't have to wait as as, as long. You know, um, you know. So, so we were very. I don't want to start talking. This this is the good and the bad. Of looking back, Dan. <laughs> when, when I start looking back, I I I I, I twenty sixteen is is well is not too far away from your from your thoughts, and so that's only a, a couple of years ago. So, no, uh, just to, just to let people know, you were manager then. You were manager of RD. It's probably the best yeah. season in recent memories. Like like to get to the. Get to the final was was a real it was a really good achievement. Well, you beat the Dreadnoughts in the semi final. Yeah, I remember that. All right, yeah. Yeah, was again part of the management team. Was Ken, himself. who was with Ken? And yeah, there was, there was Ken Rooney. There was Alan Rooney. There was uh, Alan McKenney and Brian Keenan. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, there was sure. Listen, we can talk. But Jack Sheedy was in. Jack Sheedy went. Yeah, he beat us in the league. Jack, that was his last. That was his last game actually. Yeah, that's how bad we felt when you got rid of Jack after he's beaten us in the league. I remember that, yeah. Alan Kirk scored a, I think it was Alan scored a good good, good goal, yeah. And uh, funny enough, yeah, just just, a mutual departure. But yeah, then went on a little bit, got a little bit of a bounce. Jack Jack was a nice man and uh, and was doing his best. But just there's reasons there that just it went a particular path and probably got a bit of a bounce and and went on a bit bit of a run. I remember playing the Martins and... uh, or I think it was six points down in the quarter final. Then Haggardstown yes, yeah, uh, managed yeah. to scrape a draw uh, again in, in a cracking game, and the replay beat them. Uh, and the match. But the really was, wet night, no. That's right. It was an awful deluge, or if I remember, big, big fair play to your memory. That just now that you mentioned, I remembered again. There was a huge spill of rain. I think it was in the first or second half. I think Robbie Levy got sent off early doors that's, in that yeah. game, but but just got scraped through, and then beat the Dreadnoughts in the semi final and. You could argue to say, yeah, we're, we're, we're going well in the senior final, but just just came up a little bit short. And, yeah, 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 yeah. But that, but again, that's football. Dan, that is football, and I suppose you missed you missed all of that. Even though, yeah, as I said earlier, you missed the wins, but just that roller coaster of football is 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 what you miss, particularly this side of the venture as a club manager or a person involved in in management teams trying to get organised. It, it throws up so many challenges and it's ups and downs. There's Absolutely, and the Leinster, the early Leinster, well, it's also not early, it would have started in the 70s, late 70s with the Cooley team, but that early team was strong. Uh, how did you just get on? Did the Wicklow team beat us that year? They did, yeah, they bet us, I, what the score was, I, I can't remember, but but they did beat us, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but still, it was a good, good old experience, yeah. yeah and, and Yeah, um, 2016 was brilliant then as well, like, for, for brilliant year, I know that the end wasn't great. Uh, no, but again, that's 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 part of the thrills and the spills. And uh, no fair play to you, Dan. You many many Joe Wards have you, and and the Cullen boys. Um, the boys have four, four, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're very they're very very hard got. And uh, you know, listen, fair play to Sean and Mannings on the day they won the game. 
But uh, yeah, if any of the boys are listening from the RD group at that time, a big hello out to them and uh, definitely very, very good memories of it all and the management team there as well, the, as we called them, Alan McKenney, Brian Keenan, Ken and Alan Rooney, um, a big hello as well. And yeah, listen, yeah, it was one of those ones that we could have got it, but we didn't. And which I suppose that that is life, you know. I suppose that is the beauty of football, still chasing and trying to get... Oh, you said... You'd settle for that any day. At the minute, you probably you talk, you take it for granted when you're going through it and you're, yeah. and you're living it, and you you probably don't value it like 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 we would at the minute. So, geez, no, I'd settle for having that chance. Or yeah, and listen, losing games of football is part of the gig. Uh, we all understand that uh, it, it is tough, but even even miss that, even miss you know losing the game and, and the feelings that that conjures up and. How are you going to try and get these lads back up and focus for the next game? And we call it it's a must-win game and all this, all that sort of lingo yeah, and yeah. goes goes with the rhythm of football. Because, yeah, the rhythm of football is right because I was chatting to Luke Haggins a couple of weeks ago, Plunkett's player and loud goalkeeper. He was saying I we were talking about the way we the way it was put was we're all like all of us in the GA that we're creatures of habit. Like it's Tuesday, yeah. Thursday, Tuesday, Friday, maybe. Tuesday, Friday nights training and a game at the weekend. Like, we're, and we all—that's the biggest thing we miss because you nearly don't see the lads if you're not training. You know, you don't. You know, yeah, 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 exactly, Dan. And you, you build up a bond. And you know, even going back to 2015, a good friend of mine, Barry Riley, hope he's keeping okay. Actually, a, a brother of Brendan who's yeah. no longer with us, and, and, and big thoughts out. To, it must be very, very tough still. Um, that, that, that would, but yeah, so. But Barry, um, a good friend of mine, asked me down to help out with the Mitchells in 2015. I hadn't been involved in football in God knows how many years uh, and, and was a bit hesitant, but eventually went down and gave a hand. I really, really, really enjoyed it and then moved up and, and uh, on the management side of things, uh, helped out there in RD in, in 2016 and, and, and 17, and we did the best that we could. But yeah, it's funny when you're working with a group. You've got a strong bond. You never forget that. You never forget the lads in those groups. But being involved with a particular group, you have a st- strong, solid connection. When you leave that group, you know life takes over. You don't. You don't actually have that connection back in. So, you know, even going back to that Mitchell's panel of, of fifteen and the RD panel of sixteen and seventeen, you still miss. You still miss an awful lot of that. You know, and lucky enough at the minute, involved in a very good group now as well in Tully Allen, and. Like anything, you build up relationships, and, and 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 you know you have that strong connection, and then this has come across, and and, and again it's broken. Kinda, you're still kinda in probably more contact with this group than previous groups, but I think that's the biggest thing that we all miss is that rhythm, the routine, and, and actually the crack and the the, the the togetherness that exists with being part of a group, you know, and going through all those ups and. All of those downs and just somehow getting through it all together and there's a good few characters you know, down Tony Allen, right? Ah, there is, yeah, yeah. No, definitely they're 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 a great old bunch, you know. They're, they're a great not podcast bunch. friendly though, yeah, to be for after hours, so that's <laughs> that's it. I was never if, in the morning. If, I was ne- if there is football, if there is football to be played, I have a couple of ideas maybe how we could play football. Maybe you have a few ideas maybe as well. Like it yeah. will be it will if it if it does happen. It's looking like the end of the year, right? So you're looking October, November. The pitches mightn't be great either, but you get probably Davern. So I'm thinking maybe we just go for a full, pure knockout. Every team all in, like a like a World Cup on the green, as you would have had as a young fella. 
So you you could you could play it's a pure open draw where you have thirty what was it thirty eight teams in the hat. It's thirty eight teams, is it? Yeah, yeah. Thirty eight, maybe there's a couple of holes. Yeah, no, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Thirty eight, thirty eight. Yeah, twelve, twelve, six, and eight. I think yeah, yeah. In the so yeah, you could have you could have four, a pure knockout. And say if you lose the first round, you go into another. If you go in and win maybe the intermediate championship, if you lose two games in a row, you go into the junior championship. So you can have it that way, maybe just just running the whole thing off, and maybe three or four weeks of football, maybe like a festival of football at the end of the year. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's yeah, it sounds good, Dan. I suppose. Uh, yeah, it, it, you have to start with the window that you think you're going to have. Let, let, let's we're, we're kind of talking here about things that we were, we're kind of dreaming to a certain. Oh extent, yeah, let's, but, let's, but, let's dream for a minute, you. Let's let's yeah, imagine. yeah, yeah. No, that's that that's allowed. So yeah, if you're operating out of a five or six week window, uh, sometime around that part of the year, dark evenings, heavy pitches, you're going to have to look at something that doesn't have a whole lot of games. No matter even if you. There might be a lot of games in that for the winner, would there, Dan? You'd probably have about four or five rounds, would you? Oh, jeez, you would. I'd say 38, 19, 8. Yeah, maybe five or six rounds. You know, that, 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 that yeah. could work. Um, so maybe five games to, to finish off the year and the, the finals on on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. In with the fireworks. <laughs> but the you go, you go, and yeah, maybe a lot of lads don't want to play football. You just go with a pure regional team. You go with four teams, or maybe two teams of four from the regions, like North Loud, South Loud, East Loud and West Loud, battling it out. Maybe you could double them up as Loud trials or Loud training for the early parts of probably 2021, something like that, a regional team. Yeah, I think it all sounds good. I, I think what it does, and again, working on the assumption that you know it's safe to do so and we'll take yeah. guidance on that from the experts, um, something I think it throws up a wonderful opportunity if we if we do have a window, yeah, yeah. it throws up a great opportunity just to do something novel and, and mark mark the year that it is. And uh, I think you'd you'd have to sort of say that the league formats as they exist, there's not a chance of running them off. So no. just park the league, and then you're into something like that. It's a championship slash Champions League knockout type of competition. You you, you could go back. I'm just looking at it there really quickly. There's Currently in the senior football championship, there's 12 teams, four groups. Intermediate football championship, 12 teams, four groups. Junior football championship, 14 teams, four groups. You, 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 you could just maybe go on that as well. It, it, it's not novel, but you could just play the championships off. Um, you could possibly look at maybe splitting them instead of four groups. Maybe guarantee teams maybe more than the, the two group games. Yeah, yeah. Um, Double double rounds, or even expand. We'll say even just take intermediate there, for example. There's twelve teams, currently four groups. Maybe go with two groups of six teams. Uh, I suppose you'd have to set up in such a way that every game has a meaning because you might get the middle teams and the groups with nothing to play for. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, that 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 knockout. You probably would have some very funny fixtures in, in that. Um, you could have you could have you could have the champions, the Blues, taking on the Hull and Gales in the opening round. Yeah, so so you, you you probably just have to do something there to 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 to, uh, to 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 even it up a little bit. So you, you could even split it maybe into two. You could probably even split it into two, Dan, or maybe even three uh, separate knockout competitions. Maybe where 
standard is taken into account. But at this stage, it's settled for Atten, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> the Blues in mind, Cahillagale, or any team. No, mind. no, it should be great, great bit of fun. And there has been a lot of talking loud of souls up until this whole thing in last year around the the, the amalgamation setups and um, yeah, it's just it's just. Let's park all the complexity. I'm not allowed to talk about amalgamations in this podcast. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> okay, we, we'll park it there. Um, well, well, you could do, like, say if you couldn't, if you couldn't, um, say if you can't meet up, say if the likes of Tully Allen can't go out a 20-kilometer um, radius up to Cooley in, in the championship or in the league, say, or whatever, or even Darvo would be out of reach. Maybe you'd play, like, a local, you'd play regional competitions. Like, you could have... Four teams in a group, the likes of Cullen, Tully Allen, Hunterstown, and maybe Monaster Boys, or go the other way, go RD. And you'd have the likes of the Malachis, Kilkerry, Roach, and the Clans in a group as well. All, you could have a load of groups of four in, in maybe nine or ten groups. Maybe, what, nine groups of four. Yeah, no, I, I, like, I, like, I like that idea, Dan. Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, Definitely, it'd be a, it'd be a tough one for us, but we'd be we more we'd be more than up for the challenge, and would 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 fancy our chances on on, on a given day. But yeah, I think something novel like that. Now that you mentioned that one, that that sounds very good. Maybe taking the twenty kilometers in and, and going even regional within the county allowed, and then you never know when when the winners come out of each of the regions. Yes, yeah, like whoever you know, wins all the region, or even whatever place they are they are in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the winners play the first place. You split up into four teams then, and you four yeah, yeah. four places in the top one. The one seeds play each other, and the two seeds play each other for intermediate and junior and junior A or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Just yeah, no, that no, idea is yeah, it? Yeah. No, I think one thing we're agreed on, Dan, and I'm sure I agreed with all your proposals. There, they would have to we, we'd have to think them out a little bit more. But um, it definitely, I think that if, if there is a window there, there's a good opportunity there for 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 the county to to throw up. Uh, some sort of novel ideas or, or 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 get a committee these famous committees get one of those together and come up with a, a novel competition um, all right you go what you go nine aside or seven aside competition and get a load of games for everyone to play and um, maybe it's just about getting to play just maybe that's what it's all about not even just not getting to play yeah 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 yeah, and I suppose it's just looking at the rules that are there and even just to get back as groups would be great, you know. And okay, this physical distancing thing, that, that that's still going to be a challenge, I think. But and maybe other types of competitions that clubs could compete against each other on, you know. These yeah. these, these skills, I, I I don't know. Again, this would be kind of working on the assumption that, okay, you get together, you compete against another club or a group. Um, yeah, if that if that physical contact, remember, remember what was Pat Pat Spillane and those guys in all those years ago? Oh, the superstars, was it? Or, superstars, uh, and you could add in fo- you could add in football skills and, and stuff like that. But uh, again, this is in the in the dream and inverted commas. Well, you have it was a Shane Lennon was on to me just at the start. It would have been the early podcast talking of the COVID series. Nearly, he was talking about the kids were all out doing videos and skills challenges. One yeah. And Shane was nearly gonna. Well, he was proposing to have an adult skills competition come at the end of the year as well. Yeah, I think so. Like again, it all depends on the rules that are there, and and yeah. and like you see what's happening, Jerry. This physical distancing, I think, unfortunately, is going to be with us uh, until the vaccine comes about. And when you apply it to contact sports, yeah, let's hope we can have a contact sport competition. If not, there might be something else as well that would just keep the fabric of the group together. That would get loud gales mixing again. Uh, albeit 
you know, adhering to all the guidelines going and I sure listen, the big part of the reason we're all involved is fun, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's and, uh, you, yeah, you could go basketball either and have that non-contact standing off, but it probably <laughs> a couple of Tully Allen defenders wouldn't, wouldn't be too tight anyway, would they, you? No, tight is tough. Yeah, and so it wouldn't give you an inch. wouldn't give you an inch. <laughs> but, yeah. but, um, I suppose, speaking of basketball, um, I'll, I'll finish you with, with the, the COVID checklist to see have you have you been... Um, I suppose doing the, the, the things that everyone else has been doing during the the lockdown as such. And yeah. uh, when you're on the basketball there, have you watched either um, Tiger King or the the Michael Jordan documentary? Haven't seen Tiger King. I know some of me, some of the gang in my house are looking at. I've looked at the last dance yet. Michael Jordan, very good, enjoying it so far. I think we're on our looking forward to fifth episode tomorrow night. Is it? I think it's I think it's seventh or eighth. Is it? Okay, I'm a little bit behind, but I, w- I wouldn't be a big looker of Netflix, but that's definitely one I'd chalk down and looking at it and enjoying it. So maybe have a few episodes to catch yeah, up you, on. You, 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 probably, you learn something. Like, yeah, he's, just, he's just an animal of a competitor. Yeah, he just yeah, seen to day in, day out and train and just bringing that level of standard and what he expected of his teammates, etc., etc. Yeah, he was... He 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 was he was uh, definitely an elite sports person and done an awful lot. And as we can see from uh, from this Zoom call, you haven't done a COVID cut. You haven't shaved the head yet, or Lynn hasn't. <laughs> no, no, no. Funny enough, yeah, we had one in order there. I think there was a whoever's making these shearers is uh, doing very well at the minute. There was a massive waiting uh, time for, it, but we 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 did take delivery of a. I think it's called a baby bliss. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I used it there the other day on the, on the little fella his shoe as well so I think I'm up for the chop now in the next couple of days so that's it if I can get it if I can get a haircut like yours Dan I'd be happy I only shaved my beard yesterday and the kids don't, <laughs> the kids don't even recognise me I don't know I don't, I don't think I can trust my wife with the blades with the hair <laughs> come here have you made any banana bread or banana cake or baked any sourdough up in Carrickford Cross no sourdough, but uh, yeah, the, the daughter there, Aoife, uh, she's really taken into the bacon. And uh, so I have, I, let's see, can I take credit for making, I helped make a few banana and walnut breads. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, banana and walnut, I'll send you on the recipe. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably have a hundred of them already. Come here, <laughs> you've done the quiz, you've done a quiz, you've done a Zoom now. So you're, you're going fairly high, you're beating the bottleys anyway in the checklist. And and the last one, I suppose. Have you have you lied to get by a checkpoint? Haven't come across one yet. I haven't come across one yet. I actually I had to get the car serviced, and I did get a letter, um, legitimately, for for being an essential worker. And I was actually half looking forward to coming across one that day to to show them <laughs> the, me, me me letter, but they didn't bump into them. But I I believe they're out in force. At the minute, no, I'm, I'm staying at home, keeping safe and uh, trying to adhere to the guidelines. I ha- haven't met one yet, Dan. No, I'm sure the Joey be a listener for you anyway. He'll be, <laughs> he'll be at the end of the podcast. Come here, Hugh. Thanks very much for, for your time and filling us in on what it's like to be a club manager during these strange times. Really appreciate it. Best of luck if the season does get going or if any of my half-baked ideas get the nod. But... Um, 
Yeah, no, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. No, th- thanks, Dan. It's been very enjoyable. And maybe just about say, just, just a big shout out to all the frontline workers there, um, you know, in Loud and across the country. They're doing a fabulous job. And, uh, you know, really, and, and I think the GA as well, have, uh, you know, at a club level, have really rallied around and, and, and are really helping the community. So a big shout out all to them all. Um, and hopefully we'll start mixing again uh, in the not too distant future. But thanks very much, Dan. And best of luck with, with this podcast and, and, and the rest of them. Thanks you. Much, much, uh, about four or five out of five on the COVID checklist anyway. Um, and if you want to send your suggestions or championship ideas, maybe pure knockout World Cup ideas high notions but all I'm just dreaming like I said to you but there's, there's parish leagues there's regional competition nine aside seven aside um, I won't mention amalgamation regional teams just send your suggestions to dan at loudandproud.com or also all loud and proud social media channels uh, just want to let you know this Wednesday night the loud GA have been running a web webinar series and that continues on Wednesday. I'll be interviewing the Laird football manager, Wayne Cairns, and the hurling manager, Paul McCormack. So that should be good, good, good crack. So sign up there. I'll have the link on the podcast bio, or you can get it on any of your social media pages or Laird, Laird GA social media pages. I'll be interviewing them. It's half seven on Wednesday night. should be a bit of crack and uh, get the insight on how they're coping. I've got the club manager now. We get the inter-county managers, how they're feeling. Um, so sign up, yeah, it's a very good initiative. Um, the following week, Craig Lynch and Brian O'Core will be doing development squads, Mark Fogarty will be doing the Horland squads, and then the following Wednesday, the 27th, I'll be interviewing again, Paddy Keenan, you know him, you might know him, um, John Heslin from Westmead, and Brian Garland, Dundalk FC captain. So sign up, get up online, and enjoy the show. If you miss it, I'll, I'll podcast it, I'll have that up next Sunday. But um, yeah, send on any of your half-baked ideas to danatloudandproud.com. Thanks very much for listening. Um, Mind yourselves, and if you can mind someone else, please do so. Chat soon. Bye.